Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I am Creech. I'm John. And turns out Batman was in the most recent Marvel movie. Yeah, Christian Bale. He played Gore. I honestly did not know that that was him. Like, did not know until my second viewing where everyone was like, man, that's Christian Bale. I'm like, you mean Batman? And they're like, yeah, same guy. And I was like, no way. Blew me well, away. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Christian Bale is a method actor. So he, oh. like, apparently to prepare for this role, he killed, like, a bunch of gods in order to get into the mindset of gore. Intense. Yes. Um, but, yeah, probably the highlight of the movie was Gore himself. Goodness me. The best villain, in my opinion, in the MCU. Well, they, they spend like 10 minutes setting up his, him as a villain at the very beginning. So he sets the tone for the And then you movie. don't see him again for such a long time. Are you eating? Yeah. I'm sure everyone loves to hear you eat, Andrew. Um, I'm almost done with my pizza. Ooh, pizza. Mm-hmm. Papa John's pepperoni stuffed crust. Can't beat it. $13.99. Non-sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> See, um, we had P.F. Chang's. It's the Changiest. Not sponsored. This is my this is my snack before dinner. Um, it's a big snack. It's just a piece of pizza. But yeah, gore, phenomenal. Um, just absolutely stole the show when he was on stage. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. How, how, you want to, let's, let's get through the movie. Let's walk through step by step. Oh, sorry. My cat's throwing up. Okay, well, I'll begin us walking through step by step of what happens. Um, so we start off, and we have the whole scene of identifying who Gore is and how he becomes the God Butcher. Um, he's out in a desert, praying, um, taking care of his daughter, and eventually his daughter dies. And then the Necroblade calls him to go to uh, his, one of, whatever the god was that he was worshipping. Because that god was about to be killed by, um, I believe they said a necro knight or a ne whatever, someone who was wielding the necro blade. And so, Gore is then about to be killed by his god and ends up the necro blade chooses him and he kills that god. Um, and then from there, he makes a promise that uh, all gods shall uh, be killed, um, basically in um, in avenging his, uh, well, I guess, revenging his daughter. Um, the reason why is he up, he's upset with the gods is because it turns out the gods are all just wanting everyone to, like, wanting humans to be sacrificed to them. And that's like, I guess, 
how, how they get their power, how they get turned on or whatever. Like, um, it doesn't really get explained why other than the gods are selfish. Um, and so after that scene, we jump into kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy part of the movie, which is Korg explaining, you know, who Thor is and that he's he's got a dad bod and then he wants a god bod, but he's still just a sad bod. Um, and basically explaining like the lineage of Thor and where we get through it. Uh, after that, we see that Thor just says, you know, uh, I, while I was searching for love and like all these other things, and I really don't know who I am right now. I'm just waiting until somebody says, Hey Thor, we need you to win this fight. Fast forward three seconds in the movie. Starler comes up and says, Hey Thor, we need you to win this fight. And, uh, Thor ends up, you know, putting off a Thor show and just basically being like, hey, I'm a badass and completely destroying these, like, chicken, alien, monster things. You're forgetting a very important moment, Andrew. What? Where Thor grabs Stormbreaker and rides it like a broom. Oh, this is very true. Thor grabs Stormbreaker, rides it like Harry Potter. Hilarious. Um, so then we have the battle scene, Thor just completely destroys shit, does a split, completely blows up the chicken heads, um, and in doing so, completely destroys the palace of the people that they were, I guess, protecting on the temple. It's a temple, yep, because it's from their gods. Who are dead. Yes. Last slice of pizza, so you gotta... Or last bite of pizza. Can you finish? Okay. So yeah. So then, um, after that, um, they check out the the issue, or they they give Thor the two goats, which was a great. It wasn't overused. It was very funny. Every time the goats were there screaming, it was perfect. I didn't think it was overused at all. I didn't think it was underused. I think it was just right. The goats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then they are checking out where to other distress calls afterwards. And they end up seeing that Lady Sif needs help. So Thor's like, well, there's thousands of others. I need to go to Lady Sif. You guys go do... So... After watching twice, it's more Star-Lord who says, Hey, Thor, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's so many others. We can, we can take care of, we, you can take care of that. We'll take care of the others. And then Thor kind of like, that's when Thor's turned around and he like sighs. And then he goes out and does his whole monologue of, Oh no, there's thousands of others. You guys take care. Take my shit. Cause you know, Thor always wants to kind of have that big head, big egotistical moment yeah plus also um from the end of endgame you know he says that's his ship mm-hmm. and that he's the captain it's true and you also have craglin and his wife well yeah <laughs> i thought that was funny um just the whole 
Craglin, you can't get married every single planet we visit. So, okay. Um, it's pretty funny. So, Guardians and uh, Thor split. Thor then goes to where Sif is uh, with Korg and the goats. Yep. And finds out that Sif has lost her arm. And her arm is in Valhalla. But she will not go to Valhalla because she would not have died in battle. Um, yep. And that, you know, he finds out about the God Butcher. From all this, he then takes Sif to New Asgard. Um, and that was done in one of the... Well, he says he's going to take her to New Asgard. And then in that transition, like scene transition, it was so well done where it pans up to the sky and we get into uh, Jane in the MRI. Yep. So Jane has cancer. Stage four. It's not looking good. Um, she's doing everything she can on top of going to the doctor to get, you know, just be looking at it and seeing what there is that she can do to basically get rid of her cancer. Um, and so finds out she can't do anything. And then she hears Mjolnir calling to her. Yes. Um, so she visits new Asgard, picks up, or, or sees the uh, play. I don't know if she necessarily sees the play, but we at least get the play. Yes. And, um, the play is absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't know the actors that were in it because I'm not. So, again, you guys know I'm not a big actor person, so we'll let John Wayne take the take the role. Matt Damon plays Loki. Then we have um, Luke Hemsworth as Thor. Luke Hemsworth as Thor, and it was one of his brothers. And then we have, um, oh, Michelle's about to write an article on her. Melissa McCarthy. Yes, as hell. I looked him up. And um, it was funny because it just goes through Odin's death. And then we get um, the scene where... We, uh, um, Jane becomes Lady Thor or, or the Mighty Thor. Yes. Um, I kind of wish we got to see actually it happening. I disagree. I think it's more impactful for us to get that on amazement as Thor gets that I, on amazement. I get that, but I, or like a flashback to it at least. Is like, don't you know, I really need that. Fair enough. Um, and so, yeah, everyone is now at in Asgard as, uh, what is his name? Gore, the God Butcher, shows up and decides he's going to kill people because he wants Stormbreaker. Yep. Um, Stormbreaker is the key. Really, Biofrost is the key. Um, and Not Biofrost. The Bifrost. Bifrost. So, uh, upon the second watching, I noticed it is when Gore gets like the sword in his hand and stuff. Um, literally, the sword tells him, like, hey, you must visit Eternity and use the Bifrost. 
it's just so distorted and mumbled and like the uh, imagery is so like quick that you don't catch it but like it literally just explains it right there like hey that's what it is um and i'm so glad i didn't catch it the first time because you know that second time you you watch it you're just like whoa that's so cool you know because you know that that's what it is yeah so then gore steals the children gore, gore steals the kids uh because the kids are his key to getting the key to his kid yes hey like that one <clears throat> write that Doesn't... one down meek yes um so yeah uh gore steals the kids and man it, at asgard is kind of new asgard is kind of turning to crap because like while valkyrie is like king. clearly king she does not like it's obvious she does not like the king duties and like I want to say know. that I'd say like there's I, I I read that more as like there are some duties that she's not enjoying as being king but well, there are others there's... that she is better at yes but there's also the full commercialism of new asgard so yeah. when, when new asgard kind of goes into turmoil and like holy crap what's going on which nobody ever really expected thor comes in and like you know is like asgard and like kind of is able to at least get their attention and calm down and then he tries to pull a speech out of his ass but ends up just pulling actual poop out of his ass and um Basically ends up saying, hey, I'm going to go get the kids and finds out Stormbreaker is not happy with him. Well, I mean. Yeah. He's just kind of a little temperamental, which is a hilarious gag throughout the entire yeah. movie. The personification of Mjolnir and um, Stormbreaker is just phenomenal throughout the entire movie. Yes. Um. But turns out, uh, hey guys, we can't. We uh, Stormbreaker's not working, and Jane Foster gets the idea of, hey, if we just use Stormbreaker as an engine, essentially, um, and give Stormbreaker something to um conduct, uh, such as a ship, then Stormbreaker can just lead the way, and we can use the ship to actually steer. That's where the goats come into play, and the goats come into play, um, and so. The second time I watched this, um, I watched it with a bunch of ride operators, and literally when they start throwing all the seats out of the uh, out of the ship, ship, there everyone just starts going, "Oh, those are top throw dragsters seats," because um, they literally look the exact same like seats as what top throw dragsters are, because you can literally just pull them out of the train. Um, one second. Yep, all good. So they are actually heading to Omnipotent City. Yes, which Omnipotent is City. Where the gods all hang out and talk and such. Mm. But really, they just talk about their next big orgy. Uh, essentially. Um, but did you see that apparently the original cut was four hours? I don't know yes. if this was actually true. So that was true? Yeah. But usually yeah. those first cuts are very, very bad. 
yeah but it because it came with explaining like literally where all the different gods and stuff and there's uh worlds and such which would have been exhaustive so when they when we go in we are introduced to a few of the gods at least there's like a god of carpentry there's the god of bless you he says bless you oh thank you michelle says thank you um and there's the god of carpentry there's the god of 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 god of um oh. magic the god of dreams and then the god of bow yeah he was so cute we also see uh Korg's god yep and he is sitting on and he is sitting on a throne of scissors ah, i didn't even notice that yep it's a rock paper scissors joke um also a game of thrones joke too because it looks like the iron throne Yeah, so then um then we're introduced to Zeus. That's the next big thing. He's kind of this pompous, grandiose person. Um and Thor, you know, admires Zeus. Um, but realizes that Zeus isn't going to help him. Zeus is just in it for him and he doesn't think and while he does think gore is, you know, scary, he's like, I, someone else will take care of that. And so that's when Thor, Valkyrie, Korg, and Jane Foster kick some ass and it leads to us losing Korg. Yeah, that was a, I, Oh, the they do a lot I of fake-outs with the deaths. It it, 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 I feel like that's just a Thor thing, but this one, it, like, hits so hard when it happened, and you're just, like, it hits hard. And then, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, okay, hey, no, it's just my face. Yeah. Um, and but, so like, we're left still. with just Korg's face. Which was pretty funny throughout the, the the rest of the movie. Indeed. Um. And then, uh, Thor grabs the lightning bolt. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. And throws it at Zeus. Doesn't kill him, but we all think it did. He keeps on saying that he killed Zeus. Yep. And then uh, Korg calls for his goat army. Yep. To no, go ahead. Just the two goats, not an army. It's basically a goat army. They're pretty big goats. And uh, goats come in to uh, take everybody out, and Valkyrie steals the uh, Thunderbolt right before they leave. Yep. Um. And then they're, they're making their way to the uh, Shadow Realm, which the second the word Shadow Realm was said, all I, I could, all I could think about was Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, 
but they're headed towards the shadow realm and then they see six six uh space dolphins having an orgy um but thor because thor and jane are outside kind of trying to see what's going on about them and their romance Additionally, oh, I was just going to say. Additionally, another thing that we we keep on kind of like glossing over is after like things happen, Thor uses Heimdall's son Axel to kind of reassure the kids that everything's going to be fine, as well as telling them of like where they are and what they're doing. Yes, and that whole part is really cool because you know you kind of see Axel starting to learn their powers. We can kind of get more into more later about what we think Axel is going to be a part of in the MCU. Um, but I, it's really like that whole side quest of Axel learning their powers and such. Very awesome. Yeah, but the thing about Axel learning uh, their powers is... I, it, it was more so to also show that Thor is good with kids. This is true. And he's a great storyteller. Yes. Um, but so after all that, of course, Thor and Jane are outside in the front of the ship, kind of talking. And then Thor expresses that, uh, God, what was the quote? Um, I just, he was just, he says, I believe, I just want to be with you forever. And Jane says, I, I want to feel shitty. I want you, yeah, he, that he, he wants, I want to be shitty with you. I want to feel I want shitty you. about you. Well, but no, he's like, he explains it. Yeah. And then Jane says that she has cancer. Which is yeah. sad. And so from there, it's kind of a shot in the face. And Thor kind of says that, hey, you know, we have to treat each day like, you know, Pretty much says we'll treat each day like it's last. It's the last. Um, which was pretty pretty heavy foreshadowing that uh you know you know she's going to kind of get get the axe towards the end. Well, it's also based off the comic where um, Jane has cancer and then she, as long as she's using the Thor powers, she is going to die. And then she does die trying to save the world. It's so sad. Indeed. So they finally get to the Shadow Realm and they're going to save the kids. That's the plan. So they get there and uh, nope. we have the the, com- the comedic relief of hitting the uh, tiny ass planet. <laughs> yep, that was funny. And so they get out and then they go into these tents and these like these tent, the tent things that they went into really reminded me of WandaVision. And I thought we were going to have some kind of weird thing happen. But we didn't have like a, I, I don't know. It felt like just kind of like the tents from WandaVision. That's what I remembered. Um, but turns out Jane sees Gore's plans and finds out, oh, Stormbreaker is the key to opening the Biofrost to enter the realm of eternity and for Gore to basically get his wish of all the gods being destroyed. Exactly. So Jane throws Stormbreaker out and then they all get caught. We get a phenomenal dentistry joke from Thor to Gore. And I don't mean to bore, but man, this joke's going to soar 
once we get you out the door. Uh, that, I, I, that's that's all I had. Um, Jeez, Andrew. <laughs> but uh, basically, Thor decides he has to he has to bring Stormbreaker back to save Jane. Is essentially where he gets and. So once he once he calls Stormbreaker, you know another big fight of the the Goo Gobblers versus Thor and his squad happens, and yep. the goats get to take a part in this one just a little bit, which is again phenomenal comedic relief. Um, but the one thing I want to say about this whole Shadow Realm is how dark and just eerie and horrific it all seemed, like. Gore was such a phenomenal character to just terrify the ever-living crap out of me. Way more than uh, Multiverses of Mattis even got close to. Really? It scared you? This? Yeah. I was legitimately just like, man, this is dark. I don't know You're if I was scared, scared. of black and white? No, it's just like how creepy and maniacal Gore is as a character. And just like, you know, he ripped the head off of a snake what yeah, demon thing in, front of, in front of the kids and threw it on them. You know, it's just, he's a very dark and corrupted character and it was so well done. Anyways. I mean, that's the, that's Christian Bale for you. He's a phenomenal actor and I'm glad he is a part of the MCU as a, probably one of the most memorable villains that we'll probably have. Yes. Um, so Gore ends up, uh, being able to steal Stormbreaker as they use Stormbreaker to get them out. Uh, sorry, Thor and his team use Stormbreaker to open the Bifrost, the Bifrost, to get back to Asgard because uh, Valkyrie gets stabbed. Yep. And Another so, fake out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a fake, a fake out. out. I did not think she was dying there. Uh, but we get the uh. Them using the Bifrost and Gore is able to steal the axe. Yep. When they get back to New Asgard, turns out everyone is dying except for Thor. Korg is just a face. Valkyrie doesn't have a kidney. Jane is Will absolutely die. dying from uh, cancer, and if she uses Mjolnir again, she will die. Yep. Thor convinces Jane he's going to fight alone. And ends up using Thunderbolt to go to the, the, center, uh, of the center, center of the universe. Um, so we snap back over to Gore. He finds Eternity, starts opening it up with a uh, Stormbreaker, and Thor thankfully saves all the kids by from a celestial statue falling on top of the kid, about to fall on top of the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he decides to give the power of Thor to all of the kids with whatever junk they can find, plus a teddy bear. Which was awesome. Yeah, phenomenal. Like that whole scene of, you know, 50 mini Thors. Hilarious. Um, yep. And uh, the the kids fight uh, the, the goo gobblers while Thor goes and fights Gore. Yes. Now, while this was all fun, I have one issue with this. And it's that the entire go to the center of the universe to get a wish once you grab the doodad. 
I wrote it first, Taika Waititi. In a book that is not published at all. I wrote a book in middle and high school called Flare Man. About a superhero that has fire powers that gets them from coins. He had to, he had a villain who had the power of shadows. And when you collect all 10 coins, go to the center of the universe, you get a wish. Sound familiar? Uh, I don't think. <sighs> sure. So, uh, Taika, I expect a apology on our Twitter. Okay. Probably, maybe. A- anyways, so Thor is fighting Gore, and he's not doing too hot. And Jane is able to sense that Gore is about to kill Thor pretty much through the help of Mjolnir. And uh, Jane takes Pegasus and goes over to uh, the center of the universe, and they decide they're going to kill Gore. Uh, they go for the Necro Sword, because uh, that's going to be the only way they can kill him. Um, destroy the Necro Sword, and Jane is able to basically like explode Mjolnir and eat up the Necro Sword in like, this super cool effect and then slams it on the ground to completely destroy the necro sword yep but when that happens oh it was too late though well i was gonna say first uh thor gives stormbreaker to axel and axel brings everyone home yeah but yeah they were just a tad bit too late because they ended up actually knocking gore closer to eternity's hole um that's what she said and Gore gets his wish, but Gore gets in and he's the one who's going to get the wish. But luckily Thor is able to say, you know what? You win. I'm going to spend my last moments with Jane. And that makes Gore reconsider what he's going to do. And instead of destroying all the gods, he brings back his daughter who is played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter. India. Did you know that? Wait, what? Chris Hemsworth's daughter, India Hemsworth, plays Gore's daughter. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. The more you know. Um. And as Gore dies and Jane dies... Thor promises to take care of her. Which was sweet. Yes. And then we get our third Korg intervention, which is basically an homage to the mighty Thor, as well as to basically be the epilogue of the entire show, where we understand that Thor is thunder, and uh, his daughter is love. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, the two of them seem like they are going to be fighting as a duo for the foreseeable future. All across the universe. In the most adorable way ever. With, just like the Guardians. Indeed. 
And then after that, we sit through just the beginning of the credits and get the mid-credits scene, where boy, oh boy, do we get excited. We get Roy Kent in the He's MC. here. He's there. He's every fucking way. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Yeah. And Roy is going to be Hercules. And so my prediction right now with that one is fifth Thor movie. And mm-hmm. it's going to be Thor, uh, Thor Battle of the Gods. Um, our, uh, my buddy Mike was asking um, some questions. And uh, his first question was, is Thor getting a fifth film? Yes. Definitely, yes. Uh, Taika Waititi said um, after Ragnarok, he wanted to do a, quote, Ragnarok trilogy. Okay. Starting with Ragnarok. Middle is Thor, Love, and Thunder. Now we're going to get the last one. Thor, Battle of the Gods, calling it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a little bit more question on that and some other stuff, but we'll get there after we get the post credit scene because it actually does make more sense with that. Um, but I'm very excited to see where Hercules and Zeus fi- fall into all of this battle. But then we get the second post credit scene. Jane and Valhalla. Yes. With Heimdall, and it's cute. It is very cute, very adorable, very deserved, unlike mm-hmm. some of what my friends were saying. They were just like, oh, why does she deserve it? And I'm like, well, I mean, she, she did just give her life for all the gods. Yeah. Like, she as died well in as, battle. As well as it really sets up the final arc for Jane and uh, Thor. Yeah. He gets his... You know, he finally gets that closure he needed with Jane. And it also leads him to, you know, for for his daughter. You know, he, he can now have that love with her. So exactly. finding it in, you know, another lady. Like a, a you know, in a non-romantic way. Indeed. So Mike's big... He, it's three questions in one that we've kind of touched on, but we can start talking about. It. He says, is Thor getting a fifth film? Yes. yes. And how does the Valhalla reveal lead to his eventual story? Will it's not really die? a reveal. Uh, I mean, like, how, we assumed is... it was, hold, John, we assumed it was in there, but like, we now know for sure that like this Valhalla afterlife does exist. So I just want to time out real quick. Cause we knew afterlifes were a thing. We see the ancestral plane in Black Panther. Okay, we but this is st- the... this is still a reveal of Valhalla. You cannot deny that. Sure, we get revealed that it's Valhalla's of existence and looks beautiful, but we know that afterlifes are a thing. And each kind of religion has their own. Okay, so the question then to you would be: If like you're so up and tight about how we knew this existed. Yeah. Why has nobody thought about how Jane and Thor are going to be in Valhalla together at the end? Are they? I mean, here's the thing. I don't think Thor is going to die anytime soon. You can't just kill someone and say that's the end of their character arc. Interesting. I think because, one, Chris Hemsworth said he's going to play Thor until the fans no longer want him to be Thor. And honestly, he's fantastic as Thor. I don't want anyone else. Alright, so if you'll let me just finish the questions 
Yeah. And we can talk about it all instead of just stopping right there. Here's where we go. So is Thor getting a fifth film, and how does the Valhalla reveal lead to his eventual story? Will he die at the end of this arc and join Jane happily ever after? Or will he become God of Gods after him and Hercules settle issue and take out Zeus? That is the one big question, essentially. So, so I don't think... So you're saying... I know you're predicting the next one is Thor Battle of the Gods. And I don't actually think that's the case. I think we're going to see Hercules before this. Because in the comics, Hercules is actually a... He's one of the people that teaches the young Avengers. Like, how to be Avengers. And from how the MCU is kind of setting up... Especially now that we have the Daughter of Eternity, Love. I I don't see us having... Like, we, we now have, like, a young Thor, more or less, right? Mm-hmm. She's got her own powers, but she can wield Stormbreaker. Yes. So, mini Thor right there. Yes, I I, I get that. But I am thinking, I think Thor will die in the fifth Thor film. Um, why? I, my reasoning why is I think his arc needs to end because he's been here since the beginning. And we've seen a lot of these arcs end relatively recently. And like, it's nothing like Chris Hemsworth is phenomenal at it. I want to see more, but I think his time is done as far as in the overall scheme of the MCU because I think what is being set up is the young Avengers. Obviously we've talked about it since WandaVision, but with having love now in, and this is where I was going to bring up Axel is I don't, again, remember everyone. I don't know anything when it comes to what the comic books say. I'm just speculating on full on what I watch and what I want to see. And I really think, that Axel, Love, um, Tommy and Timmy. What are their names actually? Wanda's kids. Uh, it's Tommy. Tommy and I forget. Speed Timmy? and Wiccan. Speed and Wiccan. Um, and then what's her name? Hawkeye. Um. Hawkeye's girlfriend. My girlfriend. <laughs> Soon Kate to be girlfriend. Bishop. No. no, 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 that's that's Hawkeye. Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. Who is Hawkeye's girlfriend? Natalie's sister. Oh, oh. Um, Yelena? Yelena. And all being led by Bucky and Captain America. Like, I mean, that like- right there. It all f- and Spider-Man, duh. But like all of it, it, it just seems like it's setting up. Even then you could take out Speed and Wiccan. Like who knows if they're actually getting in. Who knows really where that's going with the whole Wanda stuff. Um, but I feel like this is really setting up that side of things. I Yeah, but like you can't just kill off all the old people and then replace them with new kids. 
Like, I might, you need to have. Hold on. Let's look at our recent movies. Okay. And shows. All right. Endgame. We killed off two. We didn't. Okay. Three. I forgot about uh, Black Black Widow. Obviously, it's a big one. Okay. So let's get Endgame out of here, right? Right. The Endgame doesn't count. Ignore Endgame. All right. Hawkeye, the TV show, kills off Hawkeye. Does not kill off Hawkeye. He's not dead. He's not dead, but he's not going to be a major part of the. He's not going to be. He's fighting. a teacher. Like you still need those, like, roles of someone who has ex- life experience that can, like, be advisors. Like, you can't just say, "Oh, he's not going to be a fighter." He's going to fight as long as he can, but like, he's more so teaching, helping out, like. Same thing can happen to Thor. Same thing can happen to... All right. You know, actually, fair. Because that's kind of where Bruce is, too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's what we're going to see with um, with She-Hulk. You know, uh, okay. I'll take you up on that. I could see Thor becoming, like, done fighting and just be a mentor and a teacher like that. That's where we start off the movie, too. Thor says he's done fighting. He only so, fights when people asks him ask him to. Okay. But you don't think the fifth Thor movie is going to be about him versus Hercules and Zeus? No. So where is that coming in? That's that's where we're that's where I'm I think curious. I think Hercules comes in maybe during She Hulk. I think we get Hercules kinda soon. Interesting. I and I think it's going to lead to him getting into legal issues and Hercules. Um, yeah. Just, you can't just go around like attacking people asking where's Thor on earth on new Asgard. Right. And so it's going to be, uh, she Hulk, Jessica, she's going to be, uh, there, and she's going to tell, you know, defend Hercules and be like, "Look, we need to have we don't have any laws for intergalactic, um, deities. We need to have those, and so he should get off Scott clean, with a warning at least." And that's, that's my fair. prediction for her, for for that and her. I, so, I, I don't know anything about She-Hulk, and I do not want to know anything about it. Okie dokie. I, I went into Thor Love and Thunder only watching the first trailer, and I'm so happy about that, because I had no idea that Gore was going to be in it. I had no idea about anything about what the movie was supposed to be other than love and thunder. So I assume Jane Foster and that made this movie so much better because when I, the opening, I was so confused about what's happening. And then, you know, I get to see, you know, who the God butcher is. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a good movie. Uh, A lot of people in our discord were saying like, Oh, you know, it's good, but the plot was just subpar. 
Um, Which I didn't think it was. I thought it was a really solid story. The jokes were great. I thought the the. I I think this was the most enjoyable, best MCU movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and I mean a lot of people, a lot of people have very mixed feelings about it. I think it depends on how you went into it, and what you were expecting, as well as what you like which obviously that's the case for every single movie that you watch duh but like specifically with this movie it just feels so i don't even not hit or miss just so like specific and well done to where if you went into this with kind of how i was where you have no clue what it's going to be you know you're just hoping for something that's taika waititi and builds on the plot of MCU, that's what you got. Because the big movie we're comparing this to right now is Multiverse of Madness, where everyone kind of knew what we were kind of getting into with like a big multiverse stuff. You just didn't know what specifics, which again, I didn't watch the uh, trailer for those either, other than the first one, because I'm I'm trying to like keep as few spoilers, as as many spoilers away from me as possible. And like Multiverse of Madness just isn't even close in comparison to this movie because of how well everything was done from a reveal to me. And I mean, Multiverse of Madness has, I, I don't know if you watched the um, the making of Multiverse of Madness on Disney Plus. No. All right. Well, the biggest thing was, the biggest takeaway I had was the writer for Multiverse of Madness said you know i was writing the new draft i got to the second act and i was like whoa what are, what are we supposed to do like i feel like the the writing like everything visually was fantastic um i felt like the 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 writing was just meh and the story was meh for multiverse of madness like it wasn't a journey through the multiverse or a journey exploring you know anything you know it was they go to one other universe really maybe two and i think that's because you know they didn't have they really just didn't have the story well defined at any point for multiverse of madness this taika watiti wrote the thing directed the thing you got more of his type of humor in the movie and you got more like this movie knew exactly what it wanted to be it knew exactly what it was and it just was there from the beginning to the end which i feel is what you know it it's says wonders for the movie that you can have this very solid story that has laughs but also has a lot of heart in it and in the end it was a story about heart and family yeah i that that is fair and i definitely agree with that but it also like the heart and like 
it just goes above and beyond in every standard I ever expected from this movie. Um, yeah, I just it it was very well done. Um, it was. I want to get into getting Mike's questions done and then uh, see what else we can talk about. So Mike's next question was, how does Hercules fit with the eventual Avengers lineup? Yeah. Because we, we know we're getting an, another Avengers lineup, whether it's West Coast Avengers or uh, Young, Young Avengers. Avengers I think it's at, closer to lo- Young Avengers. Th- that, that's that's where all of us probably are like more feeling towards. But we still got to keep we have to keep our books open because we know. You know, there's still Shang Chi out. There's still like there's there's a lot of people in the MCU world right now. Right. Uh, I mean, that doesn't say that we don't have like the main Avenger core and the Young Avengers. Like we can have that. I think. So I I saw a post on Reddit that really it did a very good job. So Phase One of the MCU was a lot of people thought was perfect, especially how everything built to. Avengers. Yes. Phase two had a lot of movies that people didn't like. Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, just for starters. Um, and everyone was wondering what what is it all building to? Like, and then the the Avenger movie wasn't really the build up to that Avenger movie. It was the build up to the next phase. But phase three was fantastic. So I think like now we're at phase four, we're coming off of this high of phase three where we get a lot of key moments that all built to endgame. And now we need to like kind of have all these pieces that need to fit together. Like they need to start like getting more pieces on the table to fit to what phase five will be. Phase four is a setup period. Phase five is where the real magic happens. A really good point. Which is why I think a lot of people are like, oh, what's the larger story? Like, come on, let's not worry about the larger story at this point. They're going to show us at some point. I'm excited for the Young Avengers or the West Coast Avengers or whatever the hell they want to do. But, like, some of these smaller stories, you know, like um Moon Knight, you know? A lot of people are saying, you know, what how does Moon Knight fit into the MCU? Maybe it's just a one-off. Like that's not a bad thing. I hope it's not a one-off. I like to think it's not, but a lot of people are thinking like there's no connective tissue to the outer MCU with it. But that's fine. And Thor doesn't really set up anything new to to the mcu except for his daughter now you know i think it and it definitely sets up his daughter it sets up axel as being a part of the mcu as well well, um i mean yeah but again like he he's just heimdall 2.0 it's not not like he's but we didn't know that he was going to be a part of i mean that's you you could have introduced him at, at any point, really. Like, okay, yeah, but they introduced him here, so he is part of. It. Sure, I don't think there's much more than other than he's just timed all two point oh, Andrew. That's my thinking. Okay, but like, isn't love just Thor two point oh then? 
love is actually different because a lot of like because a lot of these characters have a comic counterpart, right? Okay, yeah, but I, I'm just I'm trying to make your point, John Wayne. Is that like you can't you can't just deny the existence of a character and the bringing in of a character and just be like, eh, well, I mean, they could have just, just brought them in anywhere. But yeah, it's but like, like, okay, well, they did bring them in. Yeah, but there's nothing more to, to say about Axel. I don't think he's going to be, like, would you consider Heimdall an Avenger? No, no but you could, like, they could be bringing Axel in to be a young Avenger. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Because of his significance in this movie, like his significance in this movie. Why else would they not have just like that? That's that's where I feel is his significance in this movie is that like, hey, maybe they're trying to hint that they want to bring Heimdall into this, into this uh, next part, like into Phase Five, more than. I don't think so. I think it's more like. Thor needed a way to like talk to the children and show off his parental skills. So Taika Waititi wrote up Heimdall's son. So that way we have this way to have to show that Thor is, has this like nurturing side to him. So that way, when the reveal is he's going to get a daughter at the end, it's not like, oh my God, he's such a bad father. Why would he? possibly get one like why would you possibly ever accept responsibility for a kid like you kind of get this seed of like yeah i get that get it also like think of it as like heimdall's an asgardian every story we've really seen with heimdall has been an Asgard-centered film. The only exception being Infinity War, where he dies. And he's not even there for long. So why, like, I feel like Axel's going to be doing the same thing. Like, he's very Asgard-centric. You can feel however you want. I just... I don't think they got bigger plans for him. Fair enough, and I think they do. Um, so, answering the question that I asked, where does Hercules fit in the lineup? I think he's just a, like, I think he's a teacher. Like, So you think Hercules will be a teacher? Uh, yeah, he'll be another teacher of the Young Avengers. So you think Hercules is not going to be evil? I don't think so. I think he'll be a misunderstood antagonist. So kind of like Loki? Um, kind of. More fish out of water than Loki. Okay. Um, and then the last question my cast. When is Fantastic Forecast revealed? Whenever they want. I don't... I mean, they'll reveal it at some point. I think we already get I I've read some I don't know there there's been some rumors speculating that we are going to get uh the thing in um She-Hulk 
And so if we get that, that's great. We got another Fantastic Four member. But if not, that's also fine. I think if you can introduce them like in other things and then, you know, get your team up movie for the end of the, you know, with the Fantastic Oh, excuse me. The Fantastic Four movie to end the phase. That's fine. I think that's great. I think Fantastic Four movie ending the phase makes the most sense. Yeah. But like, you can introduce them whenever you want. We kind of got John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. While that's in a different universe, I'm sure it's going to be the same person playing him. Yeah. I think, too, the question is... Or I think, do you think they're all going to be released in the Fantastic Four movie, or do you think we're going to get everyone separately, like we did with the Avengers? I don't think we'll get them all separate. I think we'll get, like, one or two separated. Like, we already got Mr. Fantastic. I think we'll get The Thing. I don't know how you can introduce Johnny Storm Mm -hmm. by himself, or Susan Storm by herself. Like... I feel like both of those kind of need the Fantastic Four movie. You could. Yeah, because Susan, like, especially like. Uh, how old they are. Um, My guess is. We're getting. What's it called? We're getting like kind of the older Fantastic Fours, not the ones that we, we saw in like the early 2000s. Where it's like, oh, it's just the four of them. But, like, we also have um, Reed, Richards, and Susan's kids. And I think that's that's where the story is going to mostly focus on with the Fantastic Four movie. Not really, you know, these young whippersnapper Fantastic Fours. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, goodness, what was I going to say? I don't know. What else do you have on Thor? I believe I have said all of my thoughts, feelings emotions, and sentiments before I give my final placement of where it is. I really think that this was a really unique film. I think... Unique is a very, very good way to describe it. And I think that Taika's creation of love, I think that that is a character that has no comic counterpart. And there's things that like there is no daughter of eternity there's eternity the character but there's no daughter of eternity or anything like that gore doesn't have a daughter in the comics i think this is a great way for marvel to be creating their new characters outside of the comics and you know no longer like relying on storylines from the comics, but not the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. And 
kind of creating their their own like creating MCU specific characters such as love such as I don't know maybe they're going to create a new X-Man like who knows what they're going to do I'm excited for that though Yeah I My last thoughts on Thor, like, I just, it was so well done. Um, would you like to know where I have it placed? Number one? No. Because you have recency bias? No, I, I do have recency bias, but I am very glad I watched it a second time because that second time helped fix my recency bias. Okay, where do, where do you have it? Number five. Okay, that's a good spot. So we've got Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Endgame, Infinity War, Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't know where I placed mine yet. Understandable. Um, to just go ahead and finish out my top 10 so everyone knows. We got Spider-Man No Way Home, Thor Ragnarok, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, and then Shang-Chi. Good list. Yep. Um, do you have any last questions? Because I have a very last question. I don't. Go for it. All right. <clears throat> so, I believe it was... I don't remember who said it, uh, but they said, we will be getting the next big fan like Thanos-level threat revealed to us. Within the coming months. I don't know who said that. I heard Kevin Feige say. That we are going to get more information. Very soon. About. Uh, the. the About the next. Se- steps of phase four. Maybe. Maybe it was that. Um, all right, so I guess. what do you? Who do you think is the next Thanos level threat? King. King the Conqueror. Okay, and that, that was pretty much all I, I really had on it. Um, I will say that definitely next, is Kang. next Saturday um, is San Diego Comic-Con, where Marvel's going to be talking about what if Marvel Zombies and X-Men 97. Like, that's Ooh. what they are planning on talking about. So I'm very excited to see what they say there. Um. We have less than a week to hear about that shit. Yeah, I'm excited. You'll probably you'll have to keep the Discord updated. Um, but yeah, anyone who's listening, if you do want to be in our Discord, just shoot us a message over on Twitter. Um, I try to post that. Hey, join our Discord out on the Twitters every now and then. Um, but probably anyone who listens to our podcast actually is already in our Discord. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, so I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll make like a baby and head out. Weird way to say that, but yeah. See ya.